In the previous episode of Today in Short, we talked with Jamie Weisman about the migrant crisis in the Belarus-Poland border, specifically about how journalists trying to report from the ground were targeted and harassed by Polish authorities. We also talked about how the European Union saw this crisis as a move by Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko to counter the sanctions imposed following his crackdown on dissent in the country. Today, we're going to place the focus precisely in this crackdown. According to local organizations, there are currently almost 900 political prisoners in Belarus. Authorities have systematically targeted those who dared to challenge the presidential elections in 2020 that kept Lukashenko in power, despite well-founded claims of widespread fraud. So how do independent journalists based in Belarus keep on reporting against the odds? That was the title of the panel discussion that IPI and Article 19 hosted this week with Belarusian journalists, a session moderated by IPI Deputy Director Scott Griffin, who will be with us today to walk through the main conclusions of the session. My name is Javier Luque, I'm the head of digital communications at IPI, and this is Today in Short. Hello, Scott, and welcome to Today in Short. Hi, Javier. Thanks for having me. I know you're going to give me a very grim picture, but what's the state of freedom of the press in Belarus as of end of November 2021? Well, the situation of press freedom in Belarus is extremely grim. Uh, Since last year's fraudulent presidential elections, there's been a massive crackdown on free expression and journalists' rights. And I'll just give a couple of statistics that I think paint this picture Pretty well. Since then, journalists have been detained more than 500 times. Uh, 130 of them have been sentenced to different forms of detention, and 68 have faced violence or were injured. And in fact, as we speak now, 30 journalists in Belarus are still behind bars. Uh, There have been 140 raids on media outlets, and access to more than 100 news outlets and political platforms has been blocked. And more than 275 civil society organizations have been deprived of their legal status, including the Belarusian Association of Journalists, Belarusian Pen, and Press Club Belarus. So I think these statistics alone give us a picture of what has been going on, uh, this tragic situation in Belarus over the past year. Mm-hmm. I knew you were about to give us a very grim picture, but but that's the reality on the ground right now. The title of the session was Reporting Against All Odds. So how are journalists, in fact, able to do their work despite the suffocating atmosphere you've just described? Well, it's an extremely difficult situation. And those journalists that are still in Belarus and are still working to collect information face enormous threats. They face physical threats. They face a threat of legal harassment. um, And many of them have left the country already. Many journalists, many Belarusian journalists are working in exile. They're running their media outlets. Uh, in exile. Um, So it's an extremely complicated situation. um, And the financial situation for many of these media outlets is also very, very difficult. Um, In the panel yesterday, we did hear that there is some hope. um, And a lot of that hope comes from uh, the solidarity and support that these journalists are receiving uh, from abroad from all of us. Mm -hmm. And to wrap up, uh, what can the international community do 
I mean, all this is happening at Europe's doorstep. So how can we help? Well, first of all, uh, journalists, both those working in Belarus as well as Belarusian journalists in exile, need a great deal of support, and that includes both financial uh, and practical support. We heard yesterday the suggestion for a, uh, you know, an emergency program uh, to support media that needs to be uh, well targeted and well thought out, and also creative in the way that it delivers the support, considering the different types of controls and challenges that we face. Uh, but but these media outlets and journalists do need financial support in particular to be able to continue doing their job. As I mentioned, the, the financial situation is extremely dire, uh, but they also need support in terms of equipment. They need support in terms of uh, safety measures. And, and many of those who are looking to leave the country uh, need help with relocating. They need help with being resettled into neighboring countries uh, where they can be more safe and continue their work. The other thing that we need to be doing is continuing to show solidarity with our colleagues in Belarus and those working in exile. This means continuing to raise awareness about the crackdown to keep what Lukashenko is doing in the news. We cannot forget what is going on there. Uh, and we need to keep telling these stories uh, and keep standing alongside uh, Belarusian journalists. Uh, this is really one of the most important things that we can be doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. IBI and all partner organizations will certainly keep monitoring all attacks on journalists and press freedom. I think it's important also for the people on the ground to know that they are not alone. No, it's absolutely, as you just said, uh, we, we want them to know and, and that they are not alone, that the international journalistic community stands with them and we will continue um, to, to raise awareness about the situation uh, and about these uh, attacks on, on journalism that are occurring at a daily, on a daily basis in Belarus. So thank you very much for your time, Scott, and, and also for your work on trying to shed some light into this issue. Thanks very much. That's it for today. I highly recommend that you go to our website, ipi.media, to watch the recording of the online panel discussion that we've discussed today. Also, please uh, subscribe to our channel and activate the notifications because we are regularly publishing new episodes of our other podcasts as well. Uh, We have other two, like Freedom Dialogues Turkey and uh, The Press Freedom Files. Thank you very much for your time today and see you in the next episode of Today in Short.